This is a Looney Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to Aird Talks. I'm Hunter Looney, the Game Master, and this show is here to dive deeper into the world of Aird, which is traversed in Aird Tales. I'm joined today by Leah, who plays Gamore, and Noah, who plays Jeffrey. Today we'll be discussing the latest episode of Aird Tales and creation magic. So in this last episode, uh, they woke up, went to sent Shay and Lynn back to your dad and father's house, then. The dragon family went off to just hang out in the forest and explore. Y'all went to some vulture bees. Did something I did not expect to happen. And then went back to your dad and father's house and had a family flight. That's what happened. Yep. Quick <laughs> summary. Yep. So I feel like I have a question right off the bat. Um, and it's about... Shay. Okay. So, like, I sent her off to my dad and father's house to not be in the fight. Yep. Because I know she, like, doesn't announce it to everyone that she can still, like, fight well. Yep. Yeah. So, I guess, like, I guess my question is, like, I know that's, you know, like, What's going on with her? So, why do you think she doesn't want people to know? So that they consistently underestimate her. Like, she is in, like, big political meetings and stuff. Like, world politics and stuff. Yeah. Like, she has UN meetings. Not That's not what it's called, but global yeah, summits. Yeah. yeah. Where she's, like, going back and forth with politicians and stuff like that. And not not all of them are very magical or strong fighters and stuff like that. And so she likes to play off of that. So if somebody knows of her time in, uh, like, in the war and stuff like that, then they might think that's just all she is and underestimate Mm -hmm. her there. But if somebody just knows her from being the princess of Desmodon, then they might underestimate her and not know she has, like, other abilities and stuff. Uh, because she was, like, um, pretty integral part of that whole war 200 years ago to free the whole aired world from under the control of this one family that had conquered most of the world. Okay. For thousands of years. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I just like with her being a pretty, with her being a pretty cool like female, like hardcore female character. Like, I think I kind of as a woman want her to like everyone to know it, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's one of the reasons why there's like a common tongue that's spoken is because of that. 200 years ago that was pretty much forced for thousands of years so there's still going to be where you also see like other languages and stuff like that but there's a common tongue that 
most of the well-populated areas speak because that was forced upon them. But yeah, I I wanted her, like, you have seen how powerful she is. You know she is one of the most powerful people on the planet, probably. But also wields considerable influence both in the light as the third in charge of a whole country that is a pretty powerful um, worldwide country. But then also Shadow wields tremendous influence as the like head of the special forces that you all are a part of. Yeah. But nobody knows about that besides right. the people that work for her. I feel like it's interesting for us too because like I did that because Jeffrey doesn't know and the dragons don't know. Um, Gamora knows and Salvazar knew so therefore Noah knows so it's like we still have to you know character wise of course play it like Jeffrey doesn't know so I guess at some point we'll have to see if he finds out like he knows she is very powerful politically and influentially and has a lot of bank and whatnot. Yeah, of course. I'm not saying there's and, only one kind of power. I meant, like, that she... Yeah, he doesn't know that she can fight, still. Yeah, he knows she's in charge of the shadow uh, part of the Desmodon forces. Yeah. But, yeah, doesn't know that she, in and of herself, isn't just really smart and in charge of the politics and the shadow organization. Mm-hmm. So, like... Like, she... I didn't, uh, she didn't, like, all of the people in that, when he played the joke, she didn't, none of y'all rolled well because you were asleep and I rolled at disadvantage for That's them. That's true. I wonder what would happen if Shay rolled high. <laughs> I think she probably would have, like, played asleep still and assessed the situation. Mm. And then when, that's what I would have done if she would have rolled well. let someone else handle it first. But also just to see what was happening. Like, she doesn't feel fear regularly. Yeah. Like, even if this one entity is in there and was a real threat, she can, like, she knows that the three of you all could handle yourselves enough that she's not really worried about it. She mainly wants to see how it plays out. Yeah. She takes a wait-and-see approach. Makes sense. All right. Now, I think you have a question. Why did the wiggle butt dance work on the bees? So, you know that, like, bees on our planet. I know, but why did you let that happen? I thought, I try to reward you all being inventive. (laughs) I try to reward you all being inventive and being smart about stuff. I still left it up to the dice, so I had to think really quick. What mechanically, I knew real, like, real fast, that's going to be a performance. Like, you doing a performance. It's going to be a performance check. So then, I was like, but what should I make the bees do if they're, like, watching this? And so I was like, maybe an intelligence check to decipher what the heck he's trying to say. (laughs) And if this is just a ruse and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. They rolled good enough that I was like, I'm, I want this to happen. <laughs> and I did like, 
if they had rolled like a nat one the first time, it would have just been like that one wouldn't have approached you all. And then I probably would have had you make one more performance and they would all have been watching you all. And if y'all had done bad or they had done bad, it would have been a fight. Mm-hmm. But you did good enough that this one, one of them approached you. Then you all did okay. At least one of you did okay enough. And they did okay enough with the intelligence check that I was like, this happens. Come on. This is hilarious. <laughs> and then I was like, well, oh no, it worked. Now how do I get them out of here? Okay, let's just have them pick up the carcass and leave. Yeah, I wasn't even... I mean, I wasn't going to attack them right away, or Gamoria wasn't, but... I would not have thought of that. <laughs> I was pretty impressed with Noah's quick thinking. But now Rickolas has a health potion, just in case. True. That was good for that to transpire. So, there was, what did I say, three or four of them? I don't remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure there were four. Alright, so you want to hear how they stacked up? I don't think you'll encounter vulture bees again. I made them have a health of 16. Meh. Armor class 14. Because they're like bees and shifty, but also like have exoskeletons. They had a bite attack, which, because they had these huge mandibles on the front of them, that had a plus six to hit, so. Oh, dang. Yeah, and it, but it only did 1d4 piercing, but it also had a 1d6 poison from their saliva that is used to break down um, meat to turn into, like, uh, nectar that they can collect. So you would have had to do a con save of the DC 12. And if you had saved on that, if you had rolled a 12 or above, you would have took half of that poison damage. Hmm. So that's... That's, like, something that could start adding up. But also, they also were vulnerable to smoke. Because you can smoke bees and make them chill. Mm. So they would have, if you had, like, done a fire and, like, winded some smoke over to them or something... It would have made them become nauseous. And it would like slow them down and make them roll at disadvantage and stuff against you all. Hmm. So that's the vulture bees. Which are a real life thing that turns like eats meats yeah. and turns that into honey and stuff. Yeah. Okay, crazy. that takes away one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> Do they actually eat dead things? So, so um... In real life. Gonna, okay, so this is going to be a little gross for like a minute. <laughs> so when I finish this sentence right here, like, like, okay, so real vulture bees, skip ahead, enter through the eye of carcasses and then start eating from there. And they'll take their mandibles and like nope. bite off pieces of meat, nope. Nope. put their nope. saliva on it. Nope. That'll start breaking it down, and then they'll carry it, like eat it, to then vomit back up at the hive to make honey out of. Okay. That's my quick summary ish of what they do. Oh, that just felt like messing me out. <laughs> and the honey, pr- 
probably wouldn't be safe for us to consume. Because it's from rotting meat. They yeah. want the meat to be rotted, but not like super rotted. Oh, God. Okay. Also, there's bees that cover like an attacker or whatever. That's like small, like a wasp that's intruding on their nest. And they'll just like heat it up real fast and the insect or whatever will die. The Yeah, like honeybees. Mm-hmm. Will make the nest get really mm-hmm. hot. Wait, no, I mean, right. like, actually covering them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll just, like, dogpile it to make it so hot that it's, just, like... That's crazy. They'll just be like, boop. Hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, moving on. Uh, you don't like bees? <laughs> I don't want to talk about the... The yeah, vulture bees? That part again. Uh-huh. So, my question is kind of related to that, though. Because I know when we encountered the bees and then I went and flew up above to see if they were actually leaving for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about how there was a, I don't know if you called it a farm near the end of the island. Like, um, no, what's, what is it called when you have bees and you get honey? Um, I do not know. Beekeeping, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I said like it was a family of beekeepers or something. Sure. Like, what was your question for that then? What? Um, yeah, it's, it's about like the island. So okay. in relation to that. Um, I was kind of surprised that it took us, I think you had said like a couple hours to get from my father's house mm-hmm. to... The Willow Spire. So that was like... Okay, think about it if you are hiking. I just like... My question... Because like, I know this is a smaller town. And so I was like, oh, it's that big? Because <laughs> I know it's small. So I'm wondering, are they at kind of opposite ends of the island? Alright, so if... Let's just think of this as like a circle. That's not what the shape of the island is. But like a... Uh, that you use for darts. A dartboard. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, at 12 o'clock on the dartboard is the port that you all came in on. Sure. That's the town that's on this island. Oh, okay. So, then on the outer ring of the dartboard is where mainly people stay, to, but inside of the woods. The woods covers all of the island, except for little clearings where people might wanted to clear it out to put a house or most of the people here will build treehouse type things or into like into nature and stuff. So the houses uh, keep to the perimeter of this island, but inside of the forest. So then they can easily go out to fish. So the willow stuff. spire in the middle of them? So the willow spire is directly in the center. Huh. As you get further in the next ring on the the dartboard it's pretty thick forest that has trails but people don't usually use those trails they have trails that run the outer ring of the island that keep near the beach and very like a couple hundred feet into the trees yeah so next inner ring is about where your fathers are, your dad and your father are at, which is like 
nobody goes there. Right. Nobody goes that deep into the forest and hangs out there. They built their place there because they wanted to study it and wanted to keep to themselves and do experiments and stuff and not be bothered. Right. Um, okay. So then, then you go in another ring. That is the ring that surrounds the willow spire. The bullseye is the willow spire. The next one out from that is where you built your tree house, which is deeper in. Mm-hmm. That's almost not treaded by people. Like barely treaded into where you're that trail that leads to your dad and father's house from the town. Right. Cause they got to go into town every now and again. They have to. Yeah. But the willow spires hover. So they don't need to make a trail. Mm-hmm. So it took you all that long, mainly cause you all were having to like make a path Hmm. And you had dragons and stuff with you. Yeah. If you just soared, it's like a, it's like nothing. Hmm. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. I tried to make it like that because, like, to show that there was use and disuse of the forest by people. I just wanted to say that Jeffrey is allergic to bees. You're that's canon. Yes. So that's why he did that dance? Uh-huh. Because he really didn't want to fight them and get hurt? Well, these type of bees don't have stingers. So he probably would have been fine with these type of bees. But like... <sighs> Who knew what he knew? Yeah, he 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 saw bee and <laughs> probably assumed they had stingers. That's funny though, no? Okay, now we know. Yeah. I definitely won't use that against Jeffrey. I wonder if someone is allergic to bees, if it... Bites them instead of stings them if they're still allergic. It, I have no idea. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Okay, I got one last question. Um, that was his question. It was just a statement. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, relating to flight mm-hmm. as a spell. Um, I mean, I feel like. That's the first time in the game that I've actually, that Gamari's actually flown around instead of, like, I usually just use it to, like, hover and fight. Because you've used it in such enclosed spaces where you didn't need to, like, fly away yeah. from stuff. Yeah, so it was cool to actually, like, picture us flying around. And then that made me wonder, because, I mean, we were up there for... A, I mean, a they probably days. cast, like, you all probably cast it a couple That's times. That's what I was going like to ask. That. How long does well, it last? We didn't keep up with how long y'all were flying around and stuff like that. So I just assumed like either you, you or your dad it. would have recast it and stuff like that. Okay. And I wasn't being real stickler on it because you all weren't going to be like fighting something. Well, yeah. Like just... generally. So it was. I was more laissez-faire with it. Stuff. Also, like two of us had the spell. Yeah, that's why I wasn't have, worried. We wouldn't have run out of magic points for sure because I hadn't used it. I don't think earlier in the day I hadn't used you, any magic. You had used it to get you all back. Oh, that's true. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were mad that you didn't cast it when touching the tree. Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't think of it until we started walking, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be that long. No, we're flying. <laughs> so what, um, I have a question. What, I know we had talked about this off mic, 
you had thought Jeffrey was going to like do something harmful to the tree when he was approaching it with his sword. Yeah, I mean, what else? To, like, I thought you were going to stab it. Oh, that too. First. I thought you were. I thought. Well, I thought you were going to take a piece of it. I thought you thought it's magical. Like, I want a piece of this to keep with me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought you were doing. I th- and I was like, don't. And then you were like, I pushed the button with it. <laughs> we're both like, oh. What made you think to do that? I don't know. You just. Inference. Inference? You inferred that it would probably do something? Yes. It makes sense. Yeah. And it led to something pretty cool. Like, Gamori had never. Like, she had touched it and leaned up against it, but never, like, cast a spell while touching it. So, like, you taught her something, and she'd been living here for most of her life. Uh, <laughs> different perspectives. Yeah. Alright, so let's talk about creation magic some. Uh, creation magic focuses on the animating of creations like statues or suits of armor. So, the level one in that is... Wait, the, so it's a type of animation? It's... Creation magic is... Okay, it's not like reanimating corpses. That's not it. Okay. So it's focusing on animating creations. Like inanimate objects? Yeah. Okay. So, like, the first level spell is the deanimation. Like, you need to learn how to turn them off if mm. you animate something. So the caster can target an object that creation magic has been used on and then dispel the magic's effect on it, rendering it inert. Uh, so, but then if you go to level two, you can create magical restraints. So this is the caster creates magical restraints. Most casters choose the form as manacles, like old-timey handcuffs. To, like, mm-hmm. It's kind of like how you can create rope, but this is like yeah. more... Which I learned that it doesn't have to be rope, so we'll see what it be later on. <laughs> um, so then they get tied up with spaghetti next time you prank us. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> that would work very well if you really slippery. <laughs> yeah, and not strong at all. I this mean, is the strongest spaghetti you've like ever. Could be like braided spaghetti, but that'd still be super weak. Yeah, I'll have to keep thinking about Stop. this. Thinking about nasty stuff. Yeah, you were disgusted <laughs> by the bees. I'm disgusted by this. This is nowhere near as disgusting as that. Mm. We're just talking about slimy pasta. And like how you don't like snakes. Yeah, I already thought of that could be snakes, but I don't think Leah can handle that, so it's not gonna be snakes. <laughs> uh-huh. Now uh, a hunter's over here plotting for there to be snakes. No, in the game no, now. no, no. I'm not gonna do like no, they do on Indiana Jones. Never. And he's like, why did it have to be snakes? Mm. That's a little, uh, what's the word? Hack. Cliche. Yeah, cliche. <laughs> All right, so the next one is create or animate uh, object. So the caster targets an object that can be of their own creation or another, and it becomes animated and able to complete simple tasks. Now, this one is more like, I want to animate this treasure chest to walk. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see there's other designations on stuff. So the next one is create or animate clay. 
So the caster targets a clay creation. This can be of their own creation or another, and it becomes animated and able to complete simple tasks. So if they made like a little clay doll and stuff, it could be walking around like Gumby doing stuff. Wait, so what happens if you do that on a terracotta warrior? That could work. Because that's like clay. It's uh. I'm not bailing you out. You got it. You got it. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> terracotta is a type of clay. Where terracotta warriors come from is from the first emperor or so of China. Okay. And they found it when they were deep underground. They found what? They they found terracotta warriors because dude was afraid of the afterlife. And that so had, all the warriors that he defeated while trying to conquer China would come after him. You teach me stuff all the time. I watch weird videos on history. <laughs> so he made like a bunch of statues of these warriors out of terracotta um, and stuff. So, yeah, that could definitely be something. You know what I thought of? I thought of Salvador should have had that. Last season, because you said treasure chest. Like, if there was a treasure chest too heavy to Wait, carry, you could just make it walk. Like, Follow me. <laughs> uh, so then we bump up to level three, and we got create or animate toy. The caster targets a toy. This can be of their own creation or another, and it becomes animated and able to complete simple tasks. So if you have, like, a little, like, doll... You know, like, hey, I need you to bring me supplies so I can keep painting or yeah. whatever. Toy it's Story. Like, yeah, it, it um, Toy Stories. And then they bring you. Levels. Sure, it's Woody and not a creepy doll. Okay. Here, here's, here's some Somebody poisoned the water hole. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's what it, that you test. Toy, go test the water hole. Oh, no. And then it comes back and tells you that. Mm. And also says that there's a little baby snake in their boot. But... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Snakes again. Yeah, that keeps coming up. Alright, so then you have create or animate literature. You're going to say litter. <laughs> so the target, uh, the caster targets some writing. What? And it brings that to, uh, I put this, um, this can Did be of their own creation or another. And the essence captured in the text becomes animated and able to complete simple tasks. Wait, 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 wait. What? So like, pretty much you did this because of Ice King? Uh, <laughs> what What was the, what was the storyline in Ice King where um, Ice King did the... Was it his fan fiction? Yeah, his fan fiction where he wanted it to become real, but as... And then they just made an alternate episode? No. So, like, what's an example of something you would write? What would be something you would write to be like, I want... Oh. Literally, all you can do is write about a character. That character kind of comes to life, I think. Oh. There was a shadow that would um, help me as if it was a butler. And blah, blah, blah. Cast this on it. Shadow butler. Cast this thought on the book, though. Yep. And then the essence captured in the text. So... If you all had this and wrote down something, it would be up to my interpretation. Oh, God. How so it would work. So uh, you cast it on like a single 
sentence though like, or page or something like that so if i wait you have this spell you have a piece of paper. Uh, You're writing with some ink. You you need a thing to help you all. Boom. Um. You know what? A pink blob that can turn into. I want to wait. No. You want my ditto? Yeah. That can turn into anything. That might be a little peep, but okay. So. You cast the spell on it. It's up to the DM to... Um, so it... You... A little pink blob. The size of like... A couple feet or whatever. Because you said a little pink blob. It's much like genie rules. Where I will use. <laughs> and it like is like... Just bouncing there at you. And then you tell it to do something. Turn into a gun. It turns into... A it, toy gun. It turn, no, it turns into like a musket <laughs> flintlock pistol and plops down on there. And it's just a gooey flintlock pistol <laughs> on the ground. It's still that goo, but it's... In the shape of a gun. Yeah, of a flintlock <laughs> pistol, yeah. So you see how it, it captured the essence of what you said. And then it could do a simple task of what you had said. But... It's only a third level spell, so it's, it's not like it's a level six spell to be super OP and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, down a big rabbit hole from that spell. It's okay. <laughs> so then, level four, you got uh, create or animate art. Ooh. So this is like uh, if somebody had it. Oh, okay. The caster targets a work of art, and it becomes animated and able to complete simple tasks. So you have like a portrait done up on the wall could animate and come out and do stuff if you had so it's also up to my interpretation of what art is i would have someone draw a portrait of salvazar just put it up in my house and then be like salvazar come here but it also wouldn't have his consciousness though it would just be uh i know yeah all right so create and animate armor that's what you have protecting your place the caster targets a suit of armor that's not occupied. Obviously, we had to put that into the spell. Mm. Um, it becomes animated and able to complete simple tasks. So, yeah. had to put not occupied because that could be abused real easy. It's simple. Like, can it make me like a lasagna? You would have to say, like, <laughs> cut up the pasta. Like you, mm. like a simple task, you would break it down okay. into simple tasks. As much trouble as, or maybe more than doing it myself. Yeah. All right, so then you have level five. You got create animate golem. The caster tar- targets a grouping of materials. That grouping becomes an amalgamation of those materials, making a golem, which then animates and is able to complete simple tasks. I got this mound of clay over here. A boom, clay golem. Hmm. Uh, I was thinking about something weird. Um, not some bees. If you had a grouping of like water, boom, water golem. Iron golem. Crazy. Flesh golem. Ew. 
Skeleton Gobble. No. No. <laughs> no. No. You made went to some messed up scientist's lair. They've been experimenting. Yeah. And they just had all this mm. leftovers. Then they animated it. Boom. All right. All right. Create or animate statues. You've encountered this. Uh, the caster targets a statue. It becomes animated and able to complete simple tasks. So you had some that you encountered at the yeah. mansion. Yep. yep. That yeah. Also, those suits of armor were definitely animated too. And were set to trigger if you all carried out some of the chests. I also remember I was super like untrusting of whether they were... Thinking I, I thought they were going to keep following us or something. I don't know. Cause the suits of armor or the statues? Yeah. No, I they think so. You shot style. an arrow at the statue. Yeah. It caught it and then re went to steel. Uh, so it was fine because you were off the property and weren't really doing anything. Okay. What happened if we vandalized it? Oh, it would not like that. It probably went nuts on you. If you had messed up anything in that garden, garden, quote, garden area, mm -hmm. or front lawn, or whatever you want to call it, yeah, they would have been upset. But y'all didn't. Hmm. Alright, so level six. Uh, create or animate techno-magical creation. So the caster targets a clockwork device... This can be of their own creation or another, and it becomes animated and able to complete simple tasks. So, that could be like a little, a little clockwork, little robot toy thing, or a clockwork dragon, cool. or something like that. All right, the last spell in the creation one is enchanted potions. The caster targets a liquid. With a successful casting, an enchanted potion is created. The caster rolls a d20, and the targeted liquid gains the enchantment from that list of 20 things. Hmm. Fun times. Oh, okay. They create an enchanted potion. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So that brings us to the end of this episode of A Year Talks. Let's take some time here at the end to go over some information. I want to invite everyone to visit patreon.com slash loonystudios. The link is in the description. There is a link there that uh, anyone can submit a magical item that could appear in-universe. You don't have to be a patron to participate, and you can even participate anonymously if you want. While you're there, take a couple minutes to look at the Looney Studios Patreon. And if you become a patron, you gain access to the podcast early, among other perks. And thank you to all our uh, current patrons. To, you help support Looney Studios and Air Tales. And our wonderful char character art was made by artist Vamp Bite. And all of his links can be found at linktree slash vampbite. Go check his artwork out. The link is in the description. Uh, and Looney Studios can be found at looneystudios.com, and that's the social media platforms listed in the description. Please give a review on your favorite podcasting site, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and submit magical items on our Patreon. 
the Looney family hopes that you have a wonderful day. That was a Looney Studios podcast. 